Coming up on the Richard Serrett Show, cutting through the matrix. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody is the Richard Serrett Show on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Here is your program for Friday, November the 14th. Last night, we began the show discussing the economic tsunami many people feel is uh, headed this way or perhaps even lapping up on our shores as we speak. The D word, two D words, depression, deflation, very ominous clouds on the horizon. I don't need to tell you that, although we're going to spend more time talking about it. It's unavoidable. One of my callers last night suggested that perhaps this current economic crisis has been engineered. It's not the first time we've heard that. We've discussed it before on the show. But what a perfect opportunity to welcome back to this program one of the leading researchers in the conspiratorial view of history. He's a long-time researcher into the causative forces behind major changes in historical development. His background is that of a Renaissance man with a background in three professions. He has published various books on religion, philosophy, poetry, mainly under pseudonyms. He has three books available in spiral-bound paper format, an intertwined trilogy showing much of the esoteric control governing both ancient and modern man, cutting through one, the androgynous agenda, cutting through two, a glimpse into the great work, and cutting through three, esoteric, unveiled, and the meaning of revelations in the high Masonic tradition. He is also, of course, the man behind the website, cutting through the matrix. What a privilege and a pleasure to welcome back to News Talk 1010 CFRB, Mr. Alan Watt. Hello, Alan. It's a pleasure to be back on again. Well, let's just dive right in, shall we? Do you think it's possible that this economic crisis, depression, a deep recession, whatever you want to call it, has been engineered by the Illuminati or whatever you want to call them, the super elite, the unelected oligarchs? There's no doubt it's engineered. In fact... The system we were running on for the last 50, 60 years was engineered as well uh, from the Bretton Woods Agreement during World War II, where the whole banking system internationally was revamped and the gold standard was completely pretty well eradicated except for a small amount of fractional reserve banking. And John Maynard Keynes, who was one of the top 
international socialists of his day, socialism again is, from their standpoint, is a different meaning from that which the public perceive it. He was a top believer in reduction of population to suit economies. That's how you eradicate poverty, you get rid of the poor. But uh, Keynes himself said this is part one of, of uh, a revamped worldwide banking system. He said, we shall not see the final outcome in our lifetimes, but the next generation will when they bring in the next part of it. Well, this is time, you see, for the next part to come in. And sure enough, right off the bat, uh, we find that Prime Minister Brown in Britain is giving speeches about a new international economic order. We find that uh, um, we find Sarkovsky in France giving a, a talk at the EU summit uh, using the same terminologies as Brown used in his speech with a new world order, in fact, in it. His talk is up on YouTube. It's in French, but it's very interesting. He, he gives all the, the same buzzwords as Brown and how the International Monetary Fund must take over and give him revamped powers to work in conjunction uh, with uh, the World Bank and so on. And, and not only that, what you're going to find with the new economic system, government now is coming into the banking system, which means that the government will have direct access and authority over everybody's bank account. That's the, the final goal as this eventually um, unravels into, uh, say, the predetermined plan. Now, long ago in Keynes' time, they, they wanted to control society, and the best means to control society was to control each individual through their money. Bertrand Russell talked about it. He said eventually the time will come where the government will issue credits to every individual, and that will be used as a form of social control. You will not be able to save them up. They'll start at the same amount every Monday, and they got, must be all gone by Friday, and uh, that way everyone at the bottom basically will be equal but also it would be used as punishment if you didn't go along with the new social order. Well, money is just a form of getting the public to, to go along and work in the system to, to, to actually be taxed as well. You, you either have slaves or you bring in money and you tax them, and with the tax money you control them because you, you create the powerful institutions and police and court systems, military above the people to control them. You can't do it without money. The other way, as I say, is to hire a gang, keep them very happy with drugs and, and booze and women, and make them overlords. It's, it's much, much easier to use money and tax the people. Now, taxation itself is just a form of slavery. Or cause perpetual wars and draft them, draft the undesirables. Yes, that too. There's no doubt. Uh, it all combines together. And people thousands of years ago discussed this in ancient Greece, this whole system of money and debt and taxation and uh, compound interest even. <laughs> so uh, it, we've been living in a system that's been here for an awful long time, but now they're simply moving it into the, what they call sustainable development. It's the, it's the buzzword or, or, the, or the, 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 the slogan is used through all of the United Nations meetings, the EU meetings, the Canadian leadership's uh, meetings and so on. Alan, uh, stay with us. Uh, Alan Watt from Cutting Through the Matrix is with us here on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Is the current economic crisis engineered by the Illuminati or the secret elite, unelected oligarchs, if you prefer? Get on board. Questions and comments. Alan with us for 
Uh, well, the next hour plus, 416-872-1010, 416-872-1010. Star Talk, Star 8255, and toll free here on the Richard Serrett Show, 1-800-561-CFRB. It is time to rudely engage reality. The Richard Serrett Show continues on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Alan Watt is with us, cutting through the matrix.com. Did the Illuminati engineer this economic crisis? Alan, before I ask you how they may have done this, and obviously we're entering into the world of speculation, uh, but let's find out exactly why they're doing it in this way. If the end game here is, uh, you know, total control, they want control over our bank accounts, uh, they want to uh, basically keep everyone down at the same level, we'd all be the proletariat, uh, except for the few at the top, uh, who would have and control all the resources. Uh, why would they go about it in this way, uh, collapse the housing market, uh, create these ridiculous um, derivatives that are, are based on some formula most people don't even understand, certainly myself included, probably most of the bankers uh, as, as well, in order to create this bubble and then burst the bubble? Why would they do that? Because it does show that the whole thing isn't just that, it's a bubble. It's a complete fantasy, and of course it's easy to blame uh, the simple corruption and greed as a driving force behind it. That's what the, the public will eventually believe. But when you look at the whole system of the stock market, we know that the United States, for instance, the government has been dumping money into it each time the big, the big companies start to fall in shares. So that they've kept it artificially high for, for 20 odd years. Why did they pick this time to say no more? And we find that the treasurer, or the man in charge of the treasury, actually said that, that he was not going to dump money in this time. Now, they could have technically kept this going for another 20-odd years. It was, it was based on, on, on a complete abstract nonsense to begin with. So why now? Well, now is the time. They've put in the structure now for complete total information network, meaning every human on the planet is to be monitored 24 hours a day. All data collection have given themselves the rights under the anti-terrorism. Now it's a step to go into your bank account and bring out a very old plan that literally is the third way, is the mixture of, of capitalism and communism. This is the third way that Alvin Toffler talked about in his book. So they're merging the two systems together. And I've been going through some of the the speeches given by big institutes at the United Nations and at the, the uh, Economic Union, the Parliament, such as the Club of Rome, and right in their mandate there, uh, they mention that they have the same mandate as the United Nations with the redistribution of wealth. Now, that's right out of the Communist Manifesto. And these are the boys at the top that are bringing in this new globalist, fair society. So you're quite right, it's been on the go for a long time, it was planned a long time ago, and when we look at communism itself, it did not originate in Europe somewhere, it, it originated actually in London, and it was the dialectical technique to bring, to create an opposition which brought together dozens of smaller countries with different cultures and systems of government under the Soviet empire, it's the fastest way to consolidate them all, standardize them all, and just like Lenin said, after 70 years, it would, that, that system of the dictatorship would fade away and it'd blend with the West. 
That has now, uh, has now happened. The two systems come together, and we're going under a system born in London a long time ago with the dream of building a world's uh, empire on the British system. It's also mentioned by Professor Carl Quigley in his book, The Anglo-American Establishment, and uh, he, was the, he was the historian for the American branch of this particular organization that comes from foreign relations that was working towards this global world empire. So we're, we're simply going through a, a stage of development in a well-laid-out plan uh, that was decided and, and basically formatted long before we were even born. All right, we've got news awaiting at the bottom of the hour. Alan, stay with us back on the other side. More of our, our conversation on the engineering of the current economic crisis. Get on board. Questions and comments for Alan Watt, 416-872-1010. Star Talk, star 8255, toll free from out of town here on the Richard Serrett Show, 1-800-561-CFRB. Seek the mystery, not the answer. The Richard Serrett Show on News Talk 1010 CFRB. To talk to Richard, call 416-872-1010. Toll free 1-800-561-CFRB or star talk on your cellular. Alan Watt is a longtime researcher into the causative forces behind major changes in historical development. And we are certainly in the midst of a major change in our development we could be on the precipice of a depression, certainly a prolonged recession. Uh, Alan, uh, you talked about government control over our bank accounts, so it sounds like we were moving to some sort of a cashless society, and we would, I guess, have uh, X number of units deposited into our accounts each week or each month. We couldn't save them. They'd have to be used up, allotted uh, a portion for food, mortgage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, how is that? Uh, how is that going to happen? Do you also do you have a time frame for that? When when is this cashless society, if if in fact that's what they have in mind, going to come about? They'll phase it in over the next ten years or so, and what we have to do is tie this in with so many other reports that have been made available to the public, such as the Department of Defense for Britain and NATO all NATO countries, their top think tank published a report for the scenario for the next 30 years. And what they saw, starting around 2010, 2012, was escalating crisis across the planet to do with food resources and so on, and riots literally in all Western countries. And then they went into all the, the methods they'll use to deal with the riots in the Western Hemisphere including, if it gets bad enough, they'd even use uh, small neutron bombs to, to, on, on flash mobs, they call them, that'll spontaneously arise uh, because of cues for food and, and all that. So when you tie this together with sustainable development policies, that's all we hear today, sustainable development, uh, coming from all the big institutions and the United Nations and top politicians who are all tied together through treaties into sustainable development, you can see that something is happening. We're going for a big, big change in how the economy and society is governed. They're calling governance now, uh, a global governance. With the uh, the the Fed's uh, stateside pumping 
$700 billion. Uh, now they've changed the, the centerpiece of that, that bailout. Originally it was going to buy failed mortgage securities, and now it's going to be used for other things. I'm not sure, maybe to prop up the, uh, the auto industry, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, at what level, I guess what I'm looking for is an, a glimpse into the structure of this, uh, these elites, or this, uh, if, we, if we call it the New World Order, the Illuminati, uh, where the, the sort of the buck stops. For example, does Paulson uh, get his marching orders from above? Uh, is he uh, reacting to the situation, or is he just following a script when he's uh, pumping that $700 billion in, to, in a last-ditch effort to try and... You know, right this ship. No, he's, he's following orders. In fact, they admitted themselves, and I read the report, in fact, on one of the shows uh, from uh, um, Paulson's secretary, who said that they just picked a $700 billion figure out of thin air. They didn't have any, any statistics to go by. So they, they picked that number. Uh, as I say, it's pre-planned, and that, that really the, the import is to get through to the public that we, all of society, must change its ways. And the ways that we have to change into have already been planned for us. Now we're supposed to sit back and allow, allow ourselves to be guided slowly through the massive changes, which will occur over a span of years. And with the, uh, the cashless society... Uh, does that also mean, uh, within the same time frame, because you mentioned about 10 years, the dissolution of the nation-state? Oh, there's no doubt on that. I don't know if you re even read uh, Brown's speech to the city of London uh, yesterday. Uh, it was full of internationalism, interdependence, this term that uh, Manley P. Hall, uh, the high Freemason, first used in the 1930s, when he said we're bringing a world of interdependence, everyone locked together economically, financially, uh, and so on, uh, that, that was echoed again by Brown in his speech. Um, we find, as I say, Sarkozy used it in his speech at the United Nations at the EU uh, a, few, a few weeks ago. So uh, this is one agenda. When they're all using the same terminology, the same slogans, basically, then you know they're all part of the same internationalist group. Brown even said that he, he says, I am an internationalist. Some, something that no prime minister would dare to have said before. Alan Watt is with us cutting through the matrix here on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Barack Obama is, he uh, uh, essentially the, um, the suit to front this. I mean, they, they chose him over a... A conservative, because why? They, the, the Illuminati feared that the American public was growing weary of these austerity measures coming from the right, so they said, well, let's try it for coming from a fresh-faced, charismatic kid from the left. Yes, because in democracy, we don't vote new people in. We vote the last bunch out. We're so sick of them. And everyone's watched this totalitarianism creep up to us with all the different measures of taken with security and government in everyone's uh, pocket and in your window in fact and uh, your computers um, and so the machinery was set up by the, the last bunch this one comes over we don't have any revolutions over it we don't demand we go back to having rights and freedoms anymore this, this fresh one will get four years five years and put forth his part of the same agenda and bring uh, socialism uh, more closer to home, basically, for the American people. 
uh, the America has been socializing the world. They've been spearheading this term called democracy. They've been funding it through United Nations and manpower for the United Nations, as we witness as they standardize the whole world into the one system by force. And now it's time to bring the American people down into the very system which the U.S. has created, uh, and it will start to lose its superior uh, position. China is slated to become the policeman of the world in maybe 15 to 20 years, and the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which is the British side of the Council on Foreign Relations, they've already stated that in their own publications. If we look at China today in the way that the people there are ruled, governed, is that the model for the New World Order? That is the model, and when Kofi Annan was in, he said that openly, that China is the model state for the world to be run on. Now, when you look at the system of China, it supposedly started off as communist, and it still proclaims it is a, a communist system, a regime. Uh, the public obey governments, and, uh, and they, they have now intertwined it with the capitalist system, the complete merging of the two, the third way again, as Alvin Toffer called it. But government has more control in the personal lives of people in China, especially to do with population reduction, one child per family, uh, all of this kind of stuff. The same, st the same things are now to be adopted uh, by the Western countries through law and legislation. We've had uh, people in Australia come out, the Prime Minister came out, and they're forcing that through in Australia now and finding couples who have um, more than one family, one, one child per family. Alan, uh, stay with us. Another quick time out back with more of the Richard Sarah Show, News Talk 1010 CFRB. The Richard Sarah Show continues on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Alan Watt. Cutting through the matrix with us. Alan, do you see martial law coming to the United States during Barack Obama's uh, tenure? Yes, I do. Um, the the, the machinery was set up by the Bush administration. They don't go to these lengths to set up that kind of machinery. Uh, the police are thoroughly militarized. And in Canada, it's becoming the same way too, same in Britain elsewhere, under the guise of terrorism. And really, 2001 was, was the year they kicked it all off. They needed the, the tower incident to start the whole ball rolling. And they did say that this would be the new American century that would blend into the, the next, as you say, the Chinese will take over. But um, it's to get a whole new world order to come out of it, something that they've dreamed about for a long, long time. Winston Churchill talked about it. Um, previous prime ministers in Britain talked about it, a world order based on the British or London system, really, uh, which is very old, going back to the days of Francis Bacon, when he coined the term the British Empire for the first time. And even free trade was mentioned in the 1500s, and most favored nation status would be given to those who joined in the 1500s. So we're going through a very, very old agenda, um, most people cannot believe that people can set agendas and never see it fulfilled and completed in their lifetime. But again, Professor Carl Quigley mentioned that big foundations and institutions uh, are intergenerational. They can keep the same mandate going for centuries if need be, and that's exactly how the world is run. Uh, big institutions run the non-governmental organizations of the world uh, the Rockefeller Ford Carnegie Foundations in the States um, sponsor about a thousand NGO groups. 
to then lobby government for laws to be passed. In other words, they're the front arm uh, for these big foundations. The foundations circumvented democracy, and it was never ever intended that the general public would truly have real democracy by those who ruled in the 17 and 1800s. So they gave us this form of democracy. They, they choose the ones, the candidates, which we eventually vote for. They're all vetted beforehand, and the agenda steamrolls for, uh, forward. Now, this system of the, of the merger between the capitalist and communist system was advocated again by one of the biggest think tanks, the Club of Rome, it's called the premier think tank for the UN and so on. And they said that they looked at all the systems of the world for social control and they favored most strongly the, 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 the communistic or collectivist system to run the people. And this is what they've adopted and this is the one now they're bringing in for social control across the whole planet. Uh, let me throw this out there and it might sound um, uh, really out there. But... I'm thinking that if this sort of thing was going on, and I guess it was to some extent, but let's say 100, 150 years ago, mm -hmm. the mindset of the American people, you know, the, um, the Second Amendment and, 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 and all that, they, I, I would think that they would have, if they were conscious of what was going on, risen up en masse, and we would have had a revolution. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering why it isn't happening now, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm wondering if... Things like Prozac in the water supply, even fluoride in the water supply, might have something to do with that. It's more than even that. There's definitely the connection with fluoride. Uh, Germany used it on the countries it invaded because it did make people more placid. Um, we find that fluoride is just the, the byproduct of aluminum waste, and the Bronfmans were heavily involved in that for lobbying to have it uh, their waste uh, put into the, into the food supply or the drinking water. Uh, and the inoculations were discussed heavily back in the 40s and 50s at the United Nations um, to do with ways of basically eradicating aggressiveness in humans to make them more, more um, easily managed. So many methods have been used to bring the people down and make them socialized, as like to term it, but really I call it domesticated. Um, I've read reports recently, uh, which have been out in the CBC in Canada, uh, on a disappearing male. Uh, yes. Men, literally, are almost infertile. And that's no accident, because they've known this for 50 years. Why is it suddenly now coming out into the public? The reason being is that now the public and groups within the public are noticing it, so they have to come forth and, and own up to this. But, of course, we'll be left thinking it's just one big um, mess. Uh, that, that happened uh, unforeseen by the chemical companies. See, cutting through one, the androgynous agenda. Uh, yes. Listen, Alan, we've got to take a quick time out back with more of our conversation. Did the Illuminati, or are the Illuminati, engineering this current economic crisis? Back with more of the Richard Serrett Show, News Talk 1010 CFRB. The Richard Serrett Show continues on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Top of the hour, quickly approaching. Alan Watt will stay with us till the bottom of the next hour, so 11.30. And we are discussing uh, the Illuminati or the uh, the unelected oligarchs, the elites who rule the world, and whether or not they've orchestrated this economic uh, crisis that we are now in. The uh, Further to the idea of, uh, uh, of martial law and the dissolution of the nation-state, Alan, back in February, 
under little fanfare, the U.S. Uh, Defense Department and the Canadian uh, Department of Defense, I believe they were down in Colorado, signed some joint agreement without a parliamentary, uh, without a parliamentary vote or any congressional hearings or anything like that, uh, that would allow the United States uh, Army to cross our border and vice versa, the Canadian Army to cross the United States uh, border in the event of some natural disaster or I believe also included in this omnibus type agreement was any sort of um, civil unrest. Mm -hmm. Obviously they had something in mind. Um, Do you see a scenario in which the the U.S. forces are going to be pouring across our border at some point sometime soon? There's no doubt it is set up. They They never set up these scenarios without using them. That's one thing about the military. It's the same with weaponry. If they, if they create it, they use it. And when you see the organization uh, that went in to, and negotiations too behind the scenes with bureaucracies, meeting and so on, uh, it takes a lot of time and paperwork and further debates. Then this was set up itself a long time ago. When we get little snippets given to the public, uh, that's the end of the matter. It was done a long time ago in reality. And we saw the same scenario happening with the European Union, where they're merging the armies together, and they can now have this, this um, rapid response force, they call them, which they can move across to any country in Europe, and it's a mixture of all troops. It's the same thing for the Americas, for the unification of the Americas. And that snuck out, too, during uh, 2005, when they called it Fortress America. They admitted they're now amalgamating the economy and taxation system of Canada and the U.S. And it went so far as to say that bureaucrats even in Ottawa can apply for equivalent positions in Washington, D.C., and vice versa. So we're already integrated. So this means that uh, North American Union has already happened and it's too late? Yes, it has already happened, yeah. All right. uh, News awaits here. Stay with us, Alan. Back with more of the Richard Serrett Show on News Talk 1010 CFRB. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people, you're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Brainwashed in our childhood. Brainwashed by the school. Brainwashed by our teachers. Brainwashed by all the rules. Brainwashed by our leaders. By our kings and queens. Brainwashed in the open and brainwashed behind the scenes. is the Richard Serrett Show on News Talk 1010 CFRB. To talk to Richard, call 416-872-1010. Toll free 1-800-561-CFRB or star talk on your cellular. Right now, Alan Watts stays with us till the bottom of the hour. The website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com and there you'll find uh, all sorts of free downloads, uh, podcasts, uh, videos, and uh, books as well. You can order his uh, three spiral-bound paper format books, cutting the uh, Cutting Through series one, two, and three. Uh, Alan, let's talk a little bit about the structure of the Illuminati, if if that's even possible. Uh, I have been told 
by a gentleman who claimed to have been a former Illuminati, a foot soldier, because normally I, my understanding is that you are born into this ancient bloodline, this secret group, a cult, a cult if you will. But he was invited to join uh, as, a, as, a, as a mere foot soldier. But he described the structure this way. Above the, I don't know, thousands of, of foot soldiers that we may find uh, working at, uh, you know, school boards and inside churches and various organizations, you mentioned the NGOs uh, around the world, above them we have the Committee of 300. And above the Committee of 300 we have a group known simply as the Unknown Nine, and above the Unknown Nine, there is an even more secretive elite group called the Seven. And above the Seven is Lucifer himself. How do you see the, the structure of the Illuminati? Does any of that make sense to you? I don't think this is really so occult as that, to be honest with you. You can find the term in Oxford Dictionary Illuminati breaking out around the 14th and 15th centuries. And it definitely came out with uh, a Freemasonic group, the Rosicrucians, who openly, uh, across Paris, put pamphlets up with their whole policy for the future. And they, they, they basically plastered Paris with their mandates. And uh, out of that came what we call Freemasonry. Freemasonry is the religion of the world in all power structures. You must join it to get up the ladder. Uh, it's all through society in Scotland and England uh, you're openly advised at university to join it if you want to succeed in life same in politics we find that uh, in the real secret societies that are simply your covert agencies like MI6 MI5, Peter Wright Peter Wright who was a member of that group who wrote Spycatcher he was up in court on the orders of Margaret Thatcher for treason um, he said in his own book that you had to join Freemasonry to get into MI5 and MI6. So it's the same with the CIA and CSIS in Canada, etc. Uh, that's how the world is controlled. It's through uh, an organization which is controlled from royalty at the top. It has what appears to be opposing branches, but they're all connected, working as a dialectic. We have the, the Scottish writer of Freemasonry, Albert Pike, uh, became the, the grand master of that. He did not start it. It came out of French Freemasonry, which in turn was given a charter by English Freemasonry. So England or London is the home of Freemasonry. The Duke of Kent is traditionally the, the grand master of the whole uh, York Rites. So Freemasonry, as I say, every little town and village has its little uh, lodge. Everyone on the councils, male and female, belongs to one of the branches of Freemasonry in their town. And that's how the world is run. Uh, they are they are internationalists. They swear allegiance to international brotherhood. And they have worked tirelessly for centuries to bring in this system. But it's not for the ordinary working people. I know people who've left Freemasonry when they found out it was not for the working man at all. They were all being fooled. Uh, but it's been a great tool to get everyone on board on, on the same track towards a global society. Um, those who get up the degrees start to catch on uh, that there's a lot of self-interest involved. There's a lot of uh, graft involved, and they're allowed to graft from the profane, the public below them. There's a lot of corruption. 
but they, they see that as their rights. They don't have much respect for the ordinary people. But we're, and we're not talking about, we should be clear, the run-of-the-mill members of the, 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 the Freemasons or the, the, the Shriners, the people that raise money for burn units in hospitals. We're talking about a secret element within that fraternity, correct? Uh, yes, and even then the charities really are fronts for them. The greatest disguise you can have is to have a charitable front. I have some of the top uh, Freemasonic books here where they admit that very little of their income goes to charity, but it gives them good public uh, perception uh, and it gives them a good cover for their great work. The great work, remember, is to bring in a new world system and rebuild everything that was left imperfect, including man himself. Uh, so you have top uh, lawyers, uh, geneticists, uh, working in, in this field too. So that is the religion that really runs the world. It's used by those who hold money and power already in the world. Let's say royalty, the elites. And uh, uh, they've had this, this goal in mind for a long time. They brought on two world wars to help bring in the, the United Nations. And the United Nations is now to be set up as the world's governmental power. It will be a front for the elite, but it will be given more teeth now it has been running. People don't realize during the whole Cold War, uh, NATO, that, that was supposed to be set up to oppose um, the communist group, as, as they had an opponent in communism set up there, uh, it ran through the United Nations. The United Nations also had the charter for the communist group, so the United Nations ran both sides of the Cold War. Well, certainly, if, you, if we look at the, the police action on the Korean Peninsula, the uh, the the Russians were um, you know leading the the campaign in the north and uh, the the uh, the Russian in charge was sitting in the United Nations and yes. of course it was the United Nations police action so the United Nations was running both the north and the south side of the peninsula and I don't understand yeah. how that escapes people it's never been explained to the public and in fact it's in its mandate that as charter that the director of security forces for the United Nations would always be a member of the Soviet bloc. All right, another quick time out. Come back, a few more questions for the great Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix, the Richard Serrett Show, News Talk 1010 CFRB. We are apt to shut our eyes against the painful truth. But for my part, I am willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst, and to provide for it. Richard Serrett Show continues on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Closing moments with uh, Alan Watt. Alan, this is a, a pretty bleak picture we're painting here. We're talking, uh, if I understand the implications, uh, in the foreseeable future, a return to feudalism, yeah. uh, the uh, a massive depopulation of the planet, probably the rewilding of vast portions of, for example, the United States here in Canada, uh, where, where the remaining population will be herded into several large centers and, as you say, observed and tracked 24 hours a day. Uh, how do we wake up from this nightmare, or is it already too late? I mean, is, is, would it take a revolution? It probably would. And even then, you'd have to have an organized revolution rather than a riot. Um, Agenda 21 at the United Nations, the agenda for the 21st century, has pretty well all of that that you talked about there, with the, the rewelding, the, the habitat areas for humanity. No private property will be allowed eventually. Um, You'll have no private transportation, that's to be outlawed too. So the whole agenda has been already formatted for the, for the public. 
uh, years ago, and it's now being implemented step by step. But to the public, it must be seen to be simply spontaneous reactions and decision-making to, to spontaneous problems that are just arising. Like and climate change. Like, yes, yeah. just like that too, yeah. So again, how, how do we how do we get out from under this, if it, if at all possible? Because if there's a revolution, for example, what I mean, the odds are that the elite would subvert that, they would fund it, they would control it somehow. We yeah. think we would be revolting, but we wouldn't. That's correct, and not only that, uh, with the build-up and the militarization of police within Canada too, uh, they've already set up the, the mechanisms to deal with all of that, which they do see coming down the road. So, any glimmer of hope here? The people would have to literally want, want to get back rights. They would, they would have to want um, independence, personal independence, to and privacy. And they, they must be indignant. If they don't have any of that, then it means the elite have succeeded. They have literally bioengineered our self-preservation abilities uh, out of us. That's something they talked about years ago, doing through chemical means the food process. Uh, Etc. Perhaps it's happened. Uh, I don't know yet if it's too late. Well, let's hope not. Alan, always uh, insightful, and uh, you bring such amazing uh, a wealth of knowledge. We appreciate your generosity of time, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you again down the road while there's still time. Yes, it's been a pleasure, Richard. Alan Watt, Cutting Through the Matrix. I'm back with more of The Richard Serrett Show, News Talk 1010 CFRB.